Are those uh, all X-Men characters on that shelf over your right shoulder? Just this yeah. one, yeah. So it's yeah. The, it's the 92 cartoon lineup. And then if you can... I have the Apocalypse one hiding uh-huh. back there. You got to be excited for the new animated series coming out. Absolutely. I, I wish it was out already. You know, I've seen some of the art. I just... I'm really excited for the show. Yeah, when is it coming out? Is it this year? I hope so. I don't know if there's a premiere date. Wow. I think, I think it was 2023, but I don't remember. It'd be nice if it was. Because I feel yeah. like they announced quite a while ago. Yeah. I, I want to talk about Against All Odds. Obviously, that's a big thing for you coming up. But um, yep. since, we, since we're on the topic of X-Men, any sort of inspirations from the Marvel Universe that maybe aren't obvious to fans that you like add to your work i know music's a big inspiration but any comic stuff that you could think of no not really i mean honestly if i had to pick an inspiration like describe it as how it factored into my life um you know who multiple man is Mm -hmm. right i always thought that power and that ability was so cool because it allowed him more time. And I think time is something that I value probably more than most. Um, He was a character who could make all these duplicates of himself. And then he sent them out all over the world and learned all these different things and brought them back full circle because he could reabsorb them, gain their knowledge. I thought that was really interesting. And I'll be damned if I haven't tried to do that, like my whole life with all these different things outside of wrestling and inside wrestling. So I think it's lended itself to me becoming a jack of all trades, master of none in a lot of ways. And I've had to kind of come to terms with the idea that maybe I'm not a specialist. Maybe I'm more of a generalist and maybe that's not a bad thing. Um, But that's a more abstract answer than I think you were probably looking for. I, I think it's insightful and it kind of leads to my next question. Um, you know, I, I've heard people say you've kind of tapped into the fountain of youth and then more, you know, recently you, you kind of called yourself the king of a generation. Uh, that was during one of your promos on Impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned Okada and the Young Bucks, how, you know, you think of those guys, but you have your fingerprint on that. Uh, I think it's interesting that I, I went back and looked in in uh, the records. Uh, your only match for Impact Wrestling that's taking place in Columbus was against the Bucks. Robbie E was also in that match. Remember this match? Uh, so they were uh, Generation Me back then. So it wasn't even the Young Bucks for for diehard DNA fans, but. Yeah. Uh, what sort of, I mean, you know, you, you called yourself that, but what sort of, what do you want that moniker to sort of say to fans that didn't come across it? You know, you're speaking to Jay White. What do you want people to take from that moniker that didn't, you know, hit right away in a promo? It, it, it feels like it's, you know, an everlasting sort of thing. Yeah, I think like if you didn't know me, right? And I said something like that you knew the other guys what i would want would be somebody to dig a little deeper like go down a google rabbit hole just type my name in and see what happens and once you start digging 
the archives like you yourself did you start to realize that oh my god this guy really is the kevin bacon of pro wrestling like this guy is a conduit this guy is somebody who does connect all corners of the universe and i really do and it's because i've been very lucky and very fortunate and been surrounded by these people who are just so immensely talented but i dare you to find somebody else who is trained by sabu but also helped train Trey Miguel. I dare you to find somebody else who was Kevin Nash's mentor, but also helped mentor Okada. Like, it's just these weird situations that seem to only happen to me. Um, and I'm very grateful for that. Again, like, as a young person, I think typically people will say that I want to achieve success. I think that's something you hear quite frequently. Whereas, like me being a little older now, the reason I achieved success was because I was around greatness all the time. And that makes it a lot easier. So I was very fortunate to be in the right place at the right time. And because of that, I may have had some influence on quite a few different aspects of pro wrestling. Uh, Sabu was just on TV in 2023. I think that's another wrinkle into that. So that's pretty cool that, you know, yeah. both, both of you are still doing your your respective things uh this year um i want to talk about against all odds uh this match with steve macklin coming up uh i can't shake that that image of him standing in the center of the ring covered in blood uh, wow it, it feels like uh you know staying on that that comic book topic uh it feels like he almost was like his villain origin story or something like that but uh i i noticed <laughs> I noticed he said that you dropped the ball again and I kind of took issue with it because I don't feel like you can really say that you dropped the ball when, you know, it's Josh Alexander, longest reigning champion of all time. And if I'm correct, this is your only your second impact world title shot ever TNA and right. impact. So can you really say you dropped the ball when you've only had one shot to begin with? Yeah, it's like you got beat by the best, arguably. Like, no shame in that. You know what I mean? It'd be shameful if I got beat and then that was it. You never heard from me again, perhaps. But that wasn't the case. Um, so I take the philosophy that I don't lose. I win or I learn. Uh, and Josh is incredible. Josh is a one-in-a-generation talent. But Steve's welcome to have his perspective and – by all means, when you're covered in that much plasma, you've earned the right to say whatever you want. Uh, that stated, I don't necessarily think that losing Josh Alexander means that I dropped the ball again. I think that's a hyperbole. Mm -hmm. One interesting thing that I, I thought uh, came from your recent run in Impact Wrestling, you actually signed a contract, which... You know, for, for many years, I feel like you, you prided yourself on being a journeyman of sorts. Um, I'm trying to think of the last time you're under contract, but can you talk about why this was the right time, even though you've kind of come and gone in, in impact wrestling, you know, you're still doing other events outside of impact, but what made this the right time to, to put pen to paper? Right. Uh, for years, I had this idea that I was going to be dependent on wrestling. And if wrestling wasn't there, then I would have nothing. And it took a long, long time. And it took a lot of education. I've got two bachelor's degrees and part of a master's. And 
I had to, for my sanity, exist in the real world for a period of time. I wanted that. And I did that. And when I first decided to come back to wrestling, I thought, well, I've got a pretty good degree. I've got a good job in medicine. I'll just dabble in it and see how it goes. And then eventually, if you really enjoy something and you're good at it, you tend to start to want to do it more. I think that's a normal response, right? Mm -hmm. That happened. And eventually I started to realize, man, okay, maybe this is something I'm better at than I thought I was. Because now that I've got this monkey off my back in terms of this feeling of inadequacy uh, in terms of existing in the real world, now that that has been taken care of and I know full well I can exist and I've got this self-efficacy as far as being like a complete person, um, I can devote myself to wrestling and really love it, right? Like, because it felt like there was less pressure in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Now I can be very open with it. And as I went through that process, I started wrestling more and more and more. Eventually, it got to the point where I think despite how good I am at other things in life and despite what I set myself up for with these contingency plans, I'm probably supposed to be doing this. Like if I really look at why I exist and what I can do the most good with and how many lives I can touch with wrestling, it far outweighs anything else I could potentially do. And I can do a lot of other things. And that was when I started to realize, I think I should probably go back to wrestling full time because working in physical medicine, like I did, I would see people who literally would have everything. Their life would be what they would call perfect. And it changes one car accident, one slip and fall, um, one tumor that gets discovered, uh, one crush injury at work. And their lives are forever altered. And even though their life was perfect, there may have been something that they wish they had done. Um, therefore, I realized life is unpredictable. I can't assume that, okay, well, I did this and wrestling's always going to be there. No, you've only got now as far as throwing yourself into something. Um, and that mentality, I've, I've had that now for probably over a year. Um, and I signed my contract about two months ago, but... I was as precarious as I could be with like trying to manage it and make a very educated decision, but wrestling's constantly changing anyway. And impact seemed like the right place at the right time. Like I love that company very much. So mm. um, signing a contract with them, that was the first contract I put my name to since probably 2016 when I signed with ring of honor for two years. Um, and I'm very happy to do that. And I'm very, very grateful that I can wrestle as much as I do at the level I do against people I do for a company that I love. Have you like, do you have thoughts on how long you'll wrestle? It sounds like, you know, healthcare, you maybe will go back to whenever you're done sure. full-time wrestling. Like, have you had thoughts about how long this run will last? Mm -mm, none. Yeah. And I think part of that too is, you said it yourself, right? Fountain of youth. And like, I hear that all the time. Like I've got wrestlers. Some of these guys are like the top wrestlers in the world. Like, how are you not slowing down? That's what they're telling me. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you mean? Like, how are you better, better, not good, 
Mm-hmm. Not okay. Better. How are you better? And I think to myself, like, I don't know, man. Uh, and then I really think about like, well, I was working 40 hours a week and wrestling, you know, two or three times a week too. And it's like, holy shit, that's pretty incredible. But a lot of that does have to do with what I've learned outside of wrestling. And that's where I'm grateful for having a skill set outside of anything that would be in this industry, because I do understand the body a lot more than most. And I do understand Mm. strength and I understand programming and I understand maintenance and I understand injuries. I understand these things and I apply them towards myself. And that was why selfishly I got into those fields in the first place. So I could help myself and my loved ones. And honestly, so I could extend my longevity in pro wrestling. And you have to remember too, that, you know, I was the guy who spent three years under contract in New Japan, man, I'll be damned if I didn't see guys in their like early fifties, mid fifties, killing it, killing it. Nagata, Suzuki, Kojima, Liger. These guys are having like the best matches on the show and they're like over half a century old. So I started to realize, well, age is important and and your body is going to change throughout your lifespan. But that doesn't mean that your wrestling has to suffer because it definitely does. I'll close with this. You mentioned uh, going down the YouTube rabbit hole if people want to find out more about your work, is there any match or series of matches that come to mind that you would say, here's sort of what I was getting at with that King of a Generation promo or just one that you're especially proud of in recent years? Sure. I mean, honestly, like what they could probably do is type a wrestler that they like now and then type my name in and see what comes up. All right. Against all odds. Steve Macklin is the next test. Alex, thanks very much for your time today. Hey, thanks, bud.